Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Deuteronomy chapter 28. And uh, I'm, I'm kind of I'm struggling because I, I, I got two messages. And so I might preach one in this service and preach another one in the next service. Is that all right? And, uh, and you only get one of them, but what difference does it make to you? Deuteronomy chapter 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28. I want to give you something that's going to boost your faith. I don't care who you are. I don't care what age you are. I don't care what your, uh, your financial life looks like. Rarely do we talk about money around here. And I'm not talking about money tonight. I'm talking about principles out of God's Word that can absolutely transform your life, not only spiritually, but I want to show you God's will for your finances through the Word of God tonight. Can I do that? Can I show you right out of the Scripture what God's dream for your finances is? Deuteronomy chapter 28, he says in the first verse, if you'll, it'll come to pass if you'll obey the voice, diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, observe carefully, do all of His commandments that I command you this day, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations on the earth. I love this, verse 2. It's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And all these blessings, it's plural, shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. All these blessings, not just one, but plural. And, and they'll overtake you. Have you, ever, have you ever gone swimming in the ocean? Not been paying attention? Turned your back for a minute? And all of a sudden a massive wave hits you and overtakes you? How would you like for the blessings of God to overtake you? Because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Verse 3, blessed will you be in the city, blessed will you be in the country, blessed will be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, the increase. Notice how many times, increase of your herds, increase of your... They were agricultural and all of that, but we, we're, we, we deal in money. They dealt in cattle and things like that, but he keeps... This is God speaking to his people. Increase of your herds, increase of your cattle, offspring of your flocks will increase. Verse 5, blessed will be your basket and your bowl. Verse 6, blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will call, I love verse 7, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. Listen, that, that sounds good, doesn't it? But listen, here's the even better part. If they come out against you one way, they'll flee seven. I'm going to divide their camp and mess them up and reduce them. They came united, they'll leave messed up. And then, and then verse 8, the Lord will command the blessing on all your storehouses. And in all which you set your hand, and He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. He says in, in verse 2, the blessings will overtake you and come upon you. But then He says in verse 8, I will command something, a supernatural force called the blessing to come upon your storehouses. Now, their storehouses is what they put their harvest in. We would call it our bank accounts. And notice it's plural. 
I'll cause the blessing to come upon your storehouses. The blessing is a command from God. When he speaks it over you, it begins to change everything. The quality of life. The, you become a magnet for success. God begins to bless you in ways you never dreamed or comprehended that he could bless you. And you wake up saying, I don't know why this is happening, except I've done my best, but somehow I've gained God's blessing and the blessing has overtaken me. Blessings and the blessing is upon my storehouses. Now understand when you start talking like this, that there's a negative side to God blessing us in resources. Because of the extremes, because of the abuses, quite frankly, that we've seen in the body of Christ, particularly with preachers and ministers who preach the gospel of greed that people actually uh, took out of, out of sync really what God had in mind. He blesses you to be a blessing. So I understand that sometimes when you talk like this, but again, I'm not here teaching on money. I'm teaching on the law of God. This is the word. This is right out of Deuteronomy 28. I know that we can put too much emphasis on money. The appeal to greed is real in people's lives. There can be an abnormal allegiance to money if you're not careful. The Bible warns about the deceitfulness of riches. The scripture talks about supposing godliness is gain is wrong and false teaching. In other words, the more holier you are, the more money you will have. That is absolutely incorrect and wrong. The Bible teaches that. But the same Bible, we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Because the same Bible says that there would be blessing on our storehouses. He told Joshua that if you obey my commandments, that whatever your hand touches and wherever you go, I'll give you good success. That's a Bible term, good success. He said in Psalms 112 that the righteous man will be so blessed that he will leave a legacy of finances and resources for his children. So don't draw back from the truth of God's word. And tonight I want to give you real quick, there are four types of storehouses talked about in the Bible. And every person under the sound of my voice from the youngest to the oldest is in one of these, has one of these storehouses that you're functioning from right now as I speak. And the good news is that God doesn't want you to stay where you are. He wants to increase you more and more. And it's linked to your obedience and your spirit being right with him so that he can command the blessing on your storehouses. There's four biblical storehouses that I can find in the Bible. The first storehouse level is the bag level. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 6. You've sown much, you bring in little, you eat, you're not full, you're clothed, uh, but you're not warm. You earn wages and you put them in bags. Throw that scripture up, guys. Haggai 1 and 6. You, 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 you earn wages and you put them in the bags with holes. The first level is the bag level. And the bag level is you're taking it in, but it's like you have that bag and you've tightly gripped that bag. And because of holding and hoarding on to what you have, the threads at the bottom of the bag begin to 
work loose and it's coming in, but it's going out because you've got holes in the bag, in the bottom of the bag. It's like the bag level is when you first start out and, and you're taking it in, but you don't have enough and it's going out just as quick as it comes in. You're taking it in and there it goes. You're taking it in and there it goes. And he said in Luke, Jesus talked about the bag in Luke chapter 12 and verse 33, when he challenged a man to go to another level, he said, sell what you have, give and provide alms and provide for yourself. Listen to these words, bags, which wax not old and you'll have treasure in heaven. He said, provide for yourself. Jesus taught this bags, which don't get holes in the bottom and it goes out. Provide for yourself those bags because when the bag gets full over a period of time, the threads in the bag start working loose and what you thought you were clinging to, it begins to, it comes in and it goes out. He kept the money. The bag level is the kept to keep it, to hoard it. You don't move it. You don't invest it. You don't circulate it. You don't sow it. You hold on to it. The bag mentality is it's mine. It's interesting in the scripture that it's Judas that we hear who had the money bag for the ministry of Jesus. For three and a half years, the Bible said he carried the money bag because people supported Jesus' ministry. There were women and men and all kinds of people who gave to him. And Judas was the treasurer for his ministry. And your Bible said that Judas carried the bag. Isn't it amazing? He's going around and, it, and the bag mentality got a hold of him. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. That's why when the woman with the alabaster box of oil that, that cost one year's wages... When she broke it open and poured it on the feet of Jesus and began to pour it out on the body of Christ, none of the other disciples had a problem, but Judas with a bag mentality, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. See him gripping that bag. Why are you wasting that? He said, that's waste. Look, why are you pouring one year's wages on the body of Christ? What a waste. You are crazy. This is stupid. And Jesus rebuked him and said, the poor you have with you always. She's anointing me for my burial. Isn't it interesting that Judas had another bag because the high priest paid him, the Bible said, with 30 pieces of silver in a bag when he betrayed Jesus. The bag mentality gets a hold of people, gets a hold of churches, and it becomes the bag mentality is the beg mentality. When, when you get the bag mentality, it comes in, but it goes out. It comes in, and, it's, and the, here's, here's the point I want you to get about the bag. It's the level of not enough. You never have enough. It just keeps coming. I remember when this ministry started almost 30 years ago, we were at the bag level. And, and we had to make a decision. We could take in what we had and grab that bag and hold it tight and, and ignore all the needs and not use our faith. Or we could grab hold of that bag and, and hold on. And it seemed like as long as we had that kind of mentality, we never prospered. And I've seen the bag mentality get a hold of churches and ministries. and They don't give. They don't support missions. They don't do things except things that benefit them with nice fancy buildings or whatever. And they don't do anything for the real needs of people. And that's the bag mentality. It's mine. It's mine. It's mine. The bag level is the level of self-trust. Some people have more confidence in themselves than they do God. And that's the bag level. The bag level is never enough. 
And you're struggling. It comes in, it goes out. It comes in. And I want to say to all of you, if you're at the bag level, it's okay. God says, I want you to begin to loosen a hold of that bag, reach into it and start sewing. And as you start sewing, I'm going to move you out of not enough. It comes in, it goes out. It comes in, it goes out. I want to show you the next level. Once you start operating by faith, and it's okay to be at the bag level, just don't stay there. God will move you from the bag to the barrel level. There's a barrel level. Well, what is the barrel level? The Bible said in 1 Kings chapter 17 that there was a widow woman. And the barrel level is the, is the level of just enough. Because when God began to feed her, he gave her just enough every day to eat off of. Now, that don't make you shout just enough. But if you've ever been at the bag level of not enough, and you move to just enough, you get happy about just enough. Because I remember when it was not enough, the payments were coming, and we don't have enough. And if God ever moves you from not enough with holes in your bags... To barrel level, and what is the barrel level? The barrel level is another level of blessing. You remember the story. There was a famine for three and a half years. Elijah is, is, is being fed by bird. The Bible said a, a raven fed him meat and bread every day, every morning, and every night. Meat and bread. One claw had a piece of bread. One claw had a filet mignon. And every morning... And every night, everybody else is starving, but he goes to the brook and the water's flowing and he sits and waits on that raven. And a raven, not an eagle, not a holy dove. A raven was a dirty bird. It was an unclean bird. Read Leviticus chapter 13. It tells you the clean birds and the dirty birds and the raven was a dirty bird. If you get where God tells you to go, he'll make the devil bless you. He'll, he'll make the dirty birds bless you. He'll, he'll make all kinds of crooked, messed up, Crazy people, your crazy relatives will leave you money you didn't even know. I'm telling you, when you do what God tells you to do, you'll be surprised how God will supply your need. And so he's sitting there and, and this bird flies in. And I got thinking one day, where did he get meat, filet mignon, and bread every morning, every night during a famine? There's only one person who had enough money to have meat and bread for breakfast and dinner. I believe it was King Ahab and Jezebel. And I can see them sitting down for dinner and about to dig in. And all of a sudden, this raven swoops in under orders by God, grabs the steak off of Jezebel's plate, grabs the bread off of Ahab's plate, and flies and feeds the prophet. Oh, y'all don't believe what I'm preaching tonight. But the Bible said that the brook went dry and the bird wouldn't fly. And, and, God, and, and what do you do when the brook goes dry and the birds don't fly? You go back to your source. Your source was not the brook. Your source was not the bird. Your source was God. And he went back to God and he said, what am I going to do? And God said, go ask the widow woman in Zarephath for some food. He goes to Zarephath in 1 Kings 17 and he finds a widow woman and her little son. They have one scoop of meal or pancake that's in their barrel, their meal barrel. And she scoops up that meal and she says to her son, we're going to eat this. This is our last meal. Look, it's empty and we're going to die. And the prophet walks up and says, God sent me. And he said, feed me first. He uses that word, feed me first. 
Now, that goes against everything we think we should do. But God said, use your faith and feed me first. And then guess what happened? The scripture said that the woman made a decision. I'm going to obey God. And I guess if we die, we die trusting God. And she gives what she has, which is not enough. And she gives out of her need, out of her bag, out of not enough. She gives. God, the Bible said, commanded the blessing on her meal barrow. And suddenly... She feeds the prophet. The prophet blesses the meal barrow and leaves town. And for many days it failed not, specifically for two and a half years, every day she would take her cup, scoop to the bottom of that barrel, and there would be just enough to feed her and her little boy. I could see her in my mind. She invites her her neighbors over, her girlfriends in the neighborhood over one morning for breakfast. And she says, now I want you to look in that barrel, girls. And they, they look in that barrel and said, what do you see? And they say, I see one cup full. She says, watch this. Scoop. And she scoops up one cup and she says, now look in. They said, I, I, I see one cup full. Scoop. You got it all, didn't you? Yes, yeah, scoop, scoop, scoop. I got it all. Now watch this. And she pulls it out. What do you see? They look again. One cup full. Scoop. Do it again. Scoop. Girl, what, what have you been doing? Did you call your psychic? Have you been reading tarot, tarot cards? What, what, how did you get this info? How are you doing that? I met a God named Jehovah Jireh. And he supplies all my needs according to his riches and glory through Christ Jesus. And now she had just enough. Scoop, scoop, scoop. And I'm telling you that if you'll be faithful at whatever level your storehouse is, it may be a bag with holes in it, but start giving out of it. Start giving out of it. Start trusting God out of it. He'll bless it. Command the blessing. The next thing you know, you move from not enough to just enough. And that may not sound like much to shout over, but praise God, I had just enough to pay the car payment, the house payment, the dental thing, and all that other stuff. And I am blessed. And praise God, I'm able to give to the kingdom. And I'm blessed. But God doesn't want to stop you at the barrel level. There's another barrel. There's another blessing. He said in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 5, I'll command the blessing on your basket. Now watch this. Notice that the bag is just about you. My needs. Mine, mine, mine. Me, me, me. I got to get my needs met. That's the, that's the lowest level of God's blessing when He just meets your needs personally. But then the second level, the, ba the barrel level is about your household. Notice she had just enough for her, not only her, but her household, her family, her son. She had just enough to have a roof over their head, food on the table, clothes to go to school, just enough. That's another blessing. She moved from the bag to the barrel, but there's another level called the basket level. And it's the story of the boy who had the five loaves and the three fish, three piece, five pieces of bread and three fish. And Jesus is holding an outdoor crusade with 5,000 men and women and children besides, so easily 15,000, 20,000 people. 
And the sun goes down and they're starving and they're hungry. And they said, Lord, what are we going to do? We don't have anything to feed the people. And he said, what have you got? And there was a little boy who steps forward and he says, I have this lunch bag, basket. I put my mama fix me some fish and chips and put it in this basket. And I would like for you to use this, Jesus To not just bless me, 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 mine, 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 mine. To not just bless me and my mama, but I'd like to go to another level of blessing where I can actually touch the community that I live in. There's a greater blessing than just you and your house. It's kind of selfish to say, I have what I need and that's all, that's enough, Lord, and I really don't want and don't dream for anything better. That's That's about the definition of selfishness. I'm going to tell you when you're really blessed is when God blesses you and you don't even have to worry about your family and you don't even have to worry about your needs. And now you can actually go out and be a blessing on purpose, looking, looking for opportunities to help people all around you who need help. And the Bible said that he, that, that God blessed, took the food and blessed the basket. Read it. Bless the basket of food. And when the blessing came on it, it multiplied and they fed 5,000. Now, this is the great part of the story. We always say, you know, they fed the 20,000 and that's the end of the story. No, it's not. Then Jesus said to his disciples, go gather up all the fragments that are left over. Because you're moving from not enough to just enough to more than enough. I know they're fed and they're, they're, they're running over. Their cup runs over and they've thrown more food down on the ground. So go gather that up. And the Bible said when they gathered it up, it was 12 baskets full. And they said, Lord, what would you like for us to do with this? And Jesus said, follow that boy home. And here comes this little nobody boy who gave his basket to Jesus. He's just fed through what he had given to Jesus. 20,000 people blessed his community. And now he's coming home and his mama's washing the dishes and she has the window up and she sees this little boy coming home with a big old grin on his face and 12 of Jesus' disciples, each one of them carrying a big old basket full of fish and chips. And she said, boy... It's my sermon. I can preach it like I want to. You just don't work. Where have you been? I've been to church with Jesus. Who are those men with you? They're Jesus' disciples. And they're carrying my baskets. What are you talking about, boy? Don't you lie to me. Mama, I gave the basket to Jesus and he fed the thousands, but you can't give to the Lord in his kingdom and bless communities and the blessing not come back on your house. So mama, I left with one bag. I'm coming back with 12 bags and 12 employees. Oh, come on and shout right there. If you believe that God can increase, increase. Hallelujah. But there's one more level. And most of us, if we ever get to that level where we've moved from not enough, I tell you, I'm not just preaching a sermon. I've lived this thing. I've been at bag level. I know what it is to come in and go out just as quick as it comes. But I just started giving out of my need. The Lord started blessing this boy. 
I'm blessed. I'm country's cornbread, but I'm blessed. <laughs> You're looking at a blessed man. He moved me from the bag to the barrel. I remember when me and Sharice reached the point where we had just enough. Hallelujah. We paid the payment. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We can pay the rent this month. That was a happy day. But then we moved from not enough to more than enough. Whoa. Where did that? I, I remember Sharice built, she builds houses and she built a house. She built a beautiful house in Georgia, right on the lake. We saved up and lived in my mother. My mother-in-law's here tonight. Pat's here tonight. My, I love you. I love you. And Pat let us live in her, in her house. And Sharice and I lived in the house and saved our money. And I drove back and forth to the church that I was pastoring about 40 miles one way every day in Atlanta traffic. But we were saving. And we saved and we saved and we saved and we saved. And we got enough money to buy a little piece of property, a little lot on the lake. And Sharice built this house. It was a beautiful house. And some doctors came to town and they were looking for a house. And I'll never forget it. We just, we just put a little sign up there and said, for sale. She said, let's see if we can make some money. I said, well, you, do, you make the money and I'll do the preaching. Hallelujah. And... Uh, I'll never forget it. Those two doctors bought that house, man and his wife. And we went to the closing, and I'd never been to a closing. I didn't know the joy of a closing. <laughs> and we sat down, and we just two young kids. I forget how, how old were we. Maybe 30-something, 30 32. I, oh, she said, you were. I was much younger, true. She's seven years younger than I am. So she was about 24, maybe. And, and, and we're sitting there. And they slide that contract across there and that check. And it was, how much money was it? It was, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hundreds of thousands. I, don't, don't, get, don't get jealous over my blessing. I'm just telling. It was hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and I looked at Sharice and she looked at me. And we, we were real cordial and everything. Said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and we all said bye. And we, we ran out in the car, got in the car. I couldn't even crank the car. I turned to her. I looked at her. She looked at me. And she said, get out of here quick before they change their mind. Go, go. Hallelujah. That's a happy day. That was a day. That was a day God changed our financial world. And we moved from the bag to the barrel, giving all that time. I didn't wait till I got a barrel to give. I gave when I had a bag. Then I gave my way out of the barrel and God moved me to the basket. Then we started being able to do all kinds of things, not just for us. We reached a point where we didn't worry about us anymore. Now we can be a, a major blesser to our community. But there's one more level. Can I give it to you? We'll give it to you in the next service. God bless you. No, I'm kidding. It's the barn level. The barn level. The bag is not enough. The barrel is just enough. The basket is more than enough. But the barn level is exceedingly, abundantly. Do you hear me? I'm not just up here. Listen, folks, I ain't got time to get up here and, 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 and just talk a bunch of talk. God wants to bless you. Every one of you under the sound of my voice. God wants. And you know that. When you, 
Turn me up a little bit. You know that when you lay in bed at night, you still have a dream kicking. You still have something that says, I know you're struggling a little bit right now, but I'm not through blessing you. And don't you give up on what I told you because I know I'm going to take you into a land that's flowing with milk and honey. Don't you let that voice be silenced because of a few setbacks or because of a few skeptics or because of a few haters who get jealous when God starts blessing you. When you go through what I've been through, you can have what I've got. When you've been faithful with a little, God can trust you with a lot. Somebody take a praise break. You got five seconds if you know he's Jehovah Jireh. There's no limit on you. There's no limit on you when I'm a single mother. There's no limit on you. Your God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all college student than you can ask or think. Maybe he sent you here tonight to have a preacher move you out of fear and famine into blessing and overflow. The barn level is a beautiful picture of Joseph. Joseph was devastated, lost everything, was stripped of his coat, thrown into a pit, left for dead. Ended up in prison for a crime he did not commit. Now you got a lot of excuses why you can't be blessed because you got a criminal record or you got this or that. Turn to somebody and say, I thought you did. But, 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 but it's okay. Joseph had a criminal record, a felon, a 13-year-old felon. And God said, I'm going to bless you. And when I command the blessing on your barns, the famine's going to come, but your barns are going to be full. You build seven barns, and when the famine comes, you fill those barns up while things are going good. You fill those barns up. And I'm going to prosper you through the famine. You'll make more than other. While other people are going under, you're going up. Notice that he was sold by his brothers. Potiphar's wife lied on him, accused him of a crime he didn't commit. But God had found a man of integrity. God blesses where his reputation is safe. And God said, I'm going to give you the keys to the granary because I've tested you sexually. And when that woman wanted you to sleep with her, you wouldn't do it. And you thought that stuff wasn't connected to all the other blessings. But I watch your integrity. I watch your character. I watch whether or not you live it, not just talk it. And when I saw you tell that woman, no, I can't lie with you. You look good, but I can't lie with you. I wish you were ugly. That would make it easier. But because you look good, that e God's not going to kill all the good looking people so you can stay saved. And the Bible said, the Bible said that Joseph did two things. He kept himself with integrity. He was clean. And God said, I found me somebody that I can trust with, with great success. Not only that, but he forgave 
all the people who did him wrong. He passed the forgiveness test. He forgave his brothers. He forgave the butler, the baker. He forgave all the false accusers. Potiphar's wife, Potiphar. He forgave them. And God said, I knew you would do that. So now I'm giving you the keys to the granaries. And the whole world will be fed. The Bible said he put grain on ships and sent them down the rivers. And you don't understand the whole world was in a famine. And the only place there was food was in Egypt. And guess who was over? The barns. Joseph. And he fed the whole world. In other words, they went from not enough to just enough to more than enough to a level that it goes international. It's bigger than you think. It's exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. And that's what I've seen God do with this little ministry. I start out preaching in little double wide trailers. Y'all don't know what that is, but that's a, that, a trailer home. Like in, they turn churches in the, in the south. They just throw a church up anywhere. And, they, and, and about the size of this platform up here. And I'd preach to 30 or 40 people. But I was faithful. Just kept preaching Jesus. Kept living. Living right. Doing right. Honoring God. Giving to God. Being careful with how we use the Lord's money. And God has blessed us. And you won't see any sad videos during this series of pitiful things moving your emotions. We're not asking you to give out of emotion. I'm asking you to give intentional. I'm asking you, you know what me and Sharice are going to do on December the 4th? We're going to sit and we're going to have discussions. Already are. How, what should we do for our church? God has blessed us. God has done astounding things in our life. How can we not give to God something unusual? Because he's been so unusually good to us. And it's not I have to. It's I really, 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 really want to. You say, well, I would too if I was at a barn level. The only way you get from the bag to the barn is obey where you are. Lift your hands high. He said, I'll cause the blessing to come upon the work of your hands. Lord, have mercy. Just give him those hands right now, that talent, that gift. Give him that dream. Give him that skill. Give him that gift. Give him that, 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 that special thing that you know your hands are capable of doing that no one else can do. That purpose, that plan, that will that you know he's got for you. Give it to him. Lord, I pray tonight for the blessing to come upon these people. That it manifest in their storehouses. Woo. That they would be shocked at how you begin to supply their needs. For I have been young and now I'm older. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or his seed begging for bread. I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the field. I'm blessed going in. I'm blessed coming out. I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I am blessed. And poverty is cursed 
in your life. If you believe that, raise your hands and just take a moment and thank God for the blessing. Come on, claim it. The blessing, the blessing, the blessing. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.